Welcome to Road to Play Podcast. I am your game master, Kent Blue. We are an actual play podcast where I play tabletop role-playing games with my friends from all over the world. So if you're ready, grab a player sheet, grab some dice, and let's roll to play. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Roto-Play Podcast, a proud member of the Roto-Play Network. I'm your host, Kemp Blue. This week, we are going back to Cliffsdale, South Carolina, in We Die Here, a fantastic game of small-town horror by Steffi Devon, put out through the Patreon that Steffi has with Liz Shaprodical, which, check our show notes for a link to that Patreon, and if you can... Definitely get on it to get more cool games like this. You can also pick up a copy of We Die Here over on DriveThruRPG. If you just look up We Die Here, you should be able to find it easy. Also, link in the show notes for that. And you definitely should. I love this game. It, it is it is creating exactly the type of stories that I like to create. And this, this experience of running this game, We Die Here for the show, has been exactly the type of thing I created this podcast for. Great players telling great stories. All right, a piece of business I want to get to. Uh, as you may have noticed, we are on a every two-week release schedule here on Road to Play now. This just allows me more time to prep games, run games, edit, take care of editing on Red Death and play that. It just really frees me up and allows me more time to do these things that I love instead of feeling so rushed every time. So, just a reminder... Every two weeks, you're going to get new episodes of Road to Play Podcast. For the foreseeable future, we're going to be right here in Cliffsdale, South Carolina with We Die Here. If you're looking for other stuff to listen to, why don't you check out other shows on the network? We got Red Death, like I mentioned, which is a gothic horror D&D campaign with Doug Lewandowski as GM, Tim Devine, Cleo Yunsu Davis, Morgan Nuncio, and myself. It's an amazing story we're telling. We're having a lot of fun. We are wrapping up Season 2 on the release schedule and be heading into Season 3 really soon. So if you enjoyed Red Death while it was on the main feed here on Road to Play, definitely make sure you're subscribed to Red Death's own feed so you get all the new episodes. We've also got Meeple Syrup for some great board game discussions with uh, with just a great cast of people that always have new folks coming in to talk board game design. It's such a cool show. Check out Meeple Syrup on the network, releasing every Monday. We're relaunching What's Your Roll soon with a brand new host, Jimmy Sprinkles of the Brits on Bikes podcast. Jimmy's an amazing person who has come up with a great new format for the show, and I hope all of you are subscribed to What's Your Roll because it's going to be relaunching real soon with a lot of great new content. Coming up in the future, uh, in a month or two, we're going to have a new Blades in the Dark podcast run by Jay, who is here on this We Die Here. It's called Dark Wings, Dark Waves. It's a very cool Blades in the Dark podcast coming soon. We also have one other show that we're not quite ready to announce the details on yet uh, coming to the network. It's going to be awesome. I promise you that. It, it's got some great folks involved that are going to be telling a lot of great stories, and you're definitely going to want to check it out. Make sure you're following us over on Twitter at RTP Network for any of that news when it's announced, or head over to the network website, roadplaynetwork.com. All right. That's all I've got for business purposes, so let's get right back into We Die Here by Steffi Devon, featuring Jay as Alice, Kristen as Anita, Kate as April, Trevor as Andy, and myself as your GM. All right, so we pick back up with Andy. Andy, where are you you off to on your walk home? Um, He's going to take a little detour past the community college and on to the uh, the bridge that leads into the town, uh, which is the spot where his best friend, uh, Derek Halverson, was found uh, murdered, or at least they think he was murdered. They're not really sure. Um, before he left for college, he was supposed, they were both supposed to go to college together and be roommates. 
but that was kind of cut short. Um, so he goes to the to the bridge and kind of looking over just the side of it and leans over and is inspecting the is there like a is there like water that runs under this bridge or is it yeah and it hasn't been raining a lot so it's really more of a trickle you know i mean there's enough water that you know if you looked in there you could see a couple small fish kind of in in swimming around but there's definitely the rocks that line the creek bed uh are sticking up so Mm -hmm. you know it's not like free flowing but there's enough there that that fish life fish life uh exists (laughs) Mm-hmm. Sorry. Now, how high was that? Uh, is that bridge like above the water? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like how high up is it? Jay, you created this this location. What do you think? I don't know. So, um, the creek is meant to not be super deep, right? Maybe two feet, right? Um, I figure the bridge. Pro- it's like more of like a. So it's inspired by where I grew up. There was that bridge that all the kids went to smoke cigarettes and other things under in the hometown and it's like graffitoed on the inside. So I feel like it's probably like, I don't know, like 10, 15 feet up from the bottom of where the water, like the bed would be. But like, it doesn't really seem that big when you're down there. You know what I mean? Or when you're standing up top, but if you like stand back and look at it, you're like, Oh, that's a drop. You know, that could probably be an unpleasant drop if you drop the wrong way. Right. So he kind of, stands there in silence for a few minutes and then uh from his like satchel he's got like a uh like a messenger bag kind of deal um from it he he pulls out a half empty bottle of nyquil downs the rest of it chucks it in the river and uh says come on yoshi let's let's go home yeah and as you're walking back towards home you you um you see somebody that, I mean, you've been through here enough. You know mm-hmm. that Jezebel, you've seen her before. She's just, she's walking the opposite way. She's walking the out-of-town way uh, from you, which, I mean, you, this, you've encountered before. She's, anytime, anytime, you know, you say hi, you know, she's like, oh, just <laughs> walking home. But, you know, it's always been odd that she's heading out of town. You know, most people live in town, so you would think someone walking home would be going the other way. But... You know, every night that you come out here around dusk, which it's around dusk, every night you come out here, you two cross paths. Um, unless it's been raining a lot and the creek's more flooded, uh, she's not there on those nights. And, you you know, you've never heard it yourself, but you hear people are like, yeah, whenever I, people are like, whenever it floods, it's maybe it's just the water going through the rocks, but it sounds like crying out there, you know, but. You know, so so tonight, uh, in a in a red dress that you've seen her wear, you know, on occasion, she seems to rotate a red and a black dress, you know, and so she's just walking opposite of you. You know, your paths are going to cross. Going home, Jezebel. Uh, and she kind of chuckles. She said, "Yeah, going home." You know, where is home, Jezebel? I, I've never. I, where do you live? Well, home is that way, and she points out of town. Uh, you know, I, we just live out there off, off, off the main road in the woods. You don't drive in? Oh, no. I, I have no need to own a car. You know, I just I, I like to walk. The bridge is nice, and she kind of there, – there's like – there's a weird like – she takes a weird step like she tripped a little bit as she says you know the bridge is nice she kind of stumbles a bit it's not not huge like like you would even notice if you if you weren't looking at her but there's definitely like a hitch in her step as she talks about the bridge is she wearing shoes or anything like that or is she barefoot um she's actually holding her shoes you know she's she's walking across barefoot um the bridge is is it a wood bridge do you think uh i was thinking stone okay yeah okay so yeah she's done pieces like bricks yeah so you so you you know you hear her feet kind of you know hitting the stone of the bridge and she you know she's just walking across i mean you wouldn't really think anything of it you know just somebody heading home he goes to say something else and then just kind of like waves his hand like never mind see ya kind of deal 
and uh, starts walking home. Okay, yeah, and she, I mean, she does, she just doesn't even like turn around either. You know, she walks on, and, and you know, if you were to watch her, you'd see her walk off uh, and just lose sight of her eventually. You know, as she goes down the road. But here we're gonna, you know, as, as the camera pulls out and sees these two people walking away from each other, one into town, and one out of town, and then the camera kind of goes down below the bridge, uh, and we see that Nyquil bottle that's now empty floating in the stream. It hits a couple rocks, bounces around, finds a nice groove in the rocks and, and flows through. And the camera follows it. And as it gets to the middle of the bridge, it kind of, the camera kind of stops and we see the NyQuil bottle go off and the camera pans back around and we see some of the graffiti that's under the bridge. We see, uh, you know, RIP Derek, you know, that that's been really just hastily done. We see, Michelle loves Bobby, you know, stuff like that stuff. Just, just, you know, kid stuff that you usually see. Someone actually got up there and did a really nice, like, like art piece. That's really cool with like, uh, some like roses and a nice sunset, but it's, it's called, it's kind of dark. Like it's, it's, you know, like they didn't use quite the right paint. Um, but in the corner up close to the town, we see this, this black mess of, of like just swirls and stuff and i mean it's just it's just a mess really there's no rhyme or reason it's like somebody just got up there with a can and just you know went crazy spraying it and you know but there's a couple of these little like spots in it that it it just looking at a glance you know you would think they just missed these spots and whatever they were going for but if someone were to look at it, it, you would, I mean, they would swear it's their eyes and there's like seven or eight of these, these spots on this. And sometimes when the sun reflects at the right time off the water and hits it, I mean, I mean, you'd swear they were like, they were like glowing like gold almost. That's not creepy at all. <laughs> not at all. Mm-mm, no. So the camera, we cut there. Um, let's catch up with, April, April, what are you up to since you left, um, since you left Daisy and Andy? Uh, but where are we at on time? We'll say it's, uh, it's around seven ish quarter to seven. Um, April, uh, the camera finds her turning and walking up the front steps to her home which is her parents' home, so to say. Uh, She lifts up the front doormat and pulls a key out from under it and unlocks the front door and then returns the key to where it is and heads in the front door. Um, She's, uh, when you first walk in the front door, the first thing you see is a flight of stairs immediately up. And then to your right, the um, it opens up into a living room that leads to a dining room. The kitchen is in the back. She's clearly trying to go immediately through the door and up the stairs without being seen or acknowledged by anybody who might be in any other part of the home. Um, she has the anatomy book tucked under her arm and nothing else with her. No bag, no, no purse, no backpack, no laptop, nothing. Just just the book okay um did you give the parents names i did not okay let's what are the what are the parents names um i'll give them those a names give them like alan jesus christ you're gonna <laughs> no like charles, right? we use charles <laughs> that's pretty good like yeah, uh uh charles is good charles charles boys nay charles and uh uh, I want to, I'm like, Crystal. oh, Cynthia. Cynthia is a great name. Um, I almost said Charlene there. Charles and Charlene. <laughs> Charles, Charlene. Uh, Sandra. Charles and Sandra. Alan and Amy, obviously. <laughs> Gotta keep with a the theme. Adrian mm-hmm. and Adriana. Well, even worse. Couldn't do it. <laughs> you're a really great person, but I can't marry you because your first name is exactly the same as mine. <laughs> Be like marrying myself. That would be weird in this town. I knew a couple of Andys before. <laughs> it was really weird. <laughs> but at the same time, that's almost cute. Andy and Andy. Like, yeah. <laughs> All right. So I think as you're heading up the stairs, trying just not to be noticed, um, I think you hear your your father Charles call out, 
Uh, April, April, is that you? Yes, Charles. It's it's me. What are you doing? Um, what have you what have you been doing? You missed dinner. Oh, I'm so sorry. I um I went to the library to to do some reading. Um, I I, I thought maybe I would work on those uh those grad school applications again. Oh, you you and that that grad school. Okay, well, um, try to be respectful of, of, of your mother's cooking next time. Um, are are okay. there any leftovers? I can I can heat up a plate now. Yeah, uh, we uh, she she wrapped up the plate and put it in the microwave. Make sure you take the foil off first, uh, of course. Um, but you can, know, just can do. You know, she she works real hard on the dinner, uh, and you know, we eat it. We eat at five forty five. You know, we we appreciate if you could be here. Sorry, sorry about that. And he stops talking as he goes back to whatever has got his attention on the TV at the moment. <laughs> uh, April finishes going up the stairs, uh, enters her room, which is relatively undecorated. Uh, it's not a lot of character to it at all. There is a large desk though that is covered in uh travel brochures and uh big like not not ivy league stratus but like bigger than community college stratus uh applications for graduate programs um of all different sorts no particular focal area of interest i think you find those like on your desk or or on your where you lay them out and i think um, you also find a nice big booklet for the Cliffsdale Community College laying there with a note um, for a, you know on a on a yellow post-it note in your your mother's handwriting says, "I really think you should consider this. You can you can learn just you can learn just as much here." And then you know it says "Mom" at the bottom. Oh, Sandra! Awesome. Uh, April takes that one, uh, opens the bottom drawer, and stuffs it in there. I think there's she... already a couple in there. <laughs> there's a whole bunch of different <laughs> post-it notes. They're, they're all yellow. They all have the same writing. I'll say, this would be best. Yeah. <laughs> you can achieve this. Uh, a lot of stuff to that ilk. Um, uh, April is going to put the book down and set a timer to... Not wake her up, but let her know when it's been a couple of hours because she's going back out again. Okay. Uh, yeah. So um, you are feeling, and and each of you would be feeling this around this time. Um, maybe maybe not Alice as much, but it's not that you're feeling tired, you know. But you're really feeling like, oh, I should really I should really lay down and get some sleep. You know, it's really. I really feel like I need to catch that nap or, you know, maybe even tuck in for the rest of the night since, since the sun's starting to set, you know, you're all, but like I said, it's not like you're tired. You're not feeling drained. You just, you just really feel like you want to sleep. Well, and after downing a half a bottle of NyQuil and a go, you know, he's Yo. really feeling, he's feeling some kind of way right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's nice and tired. All right, let's do a check-in with uh, the library folks. Are y'all still there? Do you think do you think maybe you researched and left? Do you think you're continuing on your research? It's after seven. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 creeping up on seven o'clock. I feel like that's probably getting close to closing time. Right? Yeah, I'm gonna say seven is closing time. It's a small town. There's yeah. the library's not open past seven. Let's close that library up. What are y'all up to? Um, I think I probably leave like a little before closing to be polite. To give you the time to to close up, so I'm not in the way, right? Like I don't, you know, maybe I offer to help, right? Like, oh, is there anything? Is there anything you need? I mean, you help me out with this. I, I really appreciate it. Is there anything you need help with to close up? You need me to do anything on my way out, or you know, can I help you put? You have more books you need to put back for for tomorrow. I mean, no, thank you so much for offering. I I think I'll be fine. There's always books to put away. I can just uh, finish these up tomorrow. Okay. Well, thanks again for all your help. I really appreciate it. Of course. And remember, if it doesn't get better, you need to see the doctor. I I will see the doctor. Yes. Thank you so much. 
Have a good night. You too. Thank you. And I like leave out the front door. Um, so after every night when the library is closing or most nights and Anita actually, um, she has like a section, um, in the back of the library where she keeps a couple of books on the town's history. Um, some she's had to like order in, uh, cause the library itself didn't have a lot. And she usually takes one or two home. And then since she opens, she brings them back in the morning and she's been trying to get through these, but she finds that when she gets home and she has supper and she tucks herself into bed, every time she tries to start to read about the town's history, she just becomes very tired um, and doesn't usually make it through much of the book and ends up having to reread. Uh, but that is her usual routine. So that would be her plan right now. Okay. Um, we'll come back to that because I'm not ready for y'all to settle into bed just yet. But cool. we'll, we'll come back to that. Okay, so let's continue on with Alice then. Okay. You heading um, home or what's up? Yeah, probably. I think Alice lives, like I said, she lives near the library, so I probably live like maybe two blocks away. It's a really small town, so I probably have like, I have an apartment. Um, my wife and I have an apartment, so I live like two blocks down, like on the corner, like in the top apartment in one of those old like converted houses right in like the the triplex or whatever like a duplex apartment so i live like up in the top okay i think that your route takes you by old town cliffsdale i was hoping it would yeah. which everybody in town knows old town cliffsdale um anita has definitely read about old town in the town history books for sure uh the the things that went on there which i mean it's just it's kind of where the town grew up from, you know, it's got a couple oh, yeah. of real historical buildings there that have been there forever. It's got a nice cobblestone street that you don't find anywhere else because it, at one time Cliffsdale was just this road and a couple of houses, you know, that outside of it. Um, so yeah, you walk by there. Uh, most of the buildings are abandoned, which makes it great for, for a character people only know as, old man cliffsdale they don't know what else nobody seems to know who this person is nobody knows this man from like they know i knows his history a lot of people speculate on it um you know what what are what are some what are what's something what's one of these speculations you've heard about old man old man cliffsdale like in your time in the town like who oh, he used to be he was he was a he was um he, I'd heard that he before, so before my father took over the church in town, um, cause like, I think we aren't like long family history. I think he, we moved here and he was like, we're putting a, we're doing this church. I think people say that he was the, like the grave digger for the church before that one. Right. And so it's like, cause he's always got like dirt on his hands and so yeah. like, Oh no, he just, he, he dug graves for so many years and he just like, he's homeless now. So like, he just, you know, that's grave dirt on him. Ooh, it's scary. <laughs> you know, like there's totally a kid's game where you like see how close you can get to him before he like turns around and notices you and you run away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause like kids are Poor scared man. of him. Cause he's like, he's like this old kind of addled homeless dude. And like, yeah. he's a little scary to kids, right? Like people were like, oh, he might, he might kidnap you and turn you into a, an alien or something, right? Turn you into a zombie. Yeah. 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 So I think as you're, as you're walking by, uh, you don't have to go through, uh, Old Town Cliffsdale that has the, that alley, you don't, well, nobody goes through it cause it kind of dead ends at, at an abandoned building, at an abandoned building. Uh, but as you're walking by, you, you know, you glance over and there's old man Cliffsdale. He's, he's. He's settling in like to sleep on one of the stoops of the building. You know, he's mm -hmm. laying down, um, which everybody knows that he doesn't talk. Um, no one's quite sure if he can't talk or if he just chooses not to talk. Maybe life's easier that way. Maybe he plays into the fact that people are scared of him and, you know, kids are really scared by a guy who just stares at you, you know, mm -hmm. turns around. He doesn't yell at you or anything like that. He doesn't boo or jump out. He just turns and stares and doesn't talk. But, uh, yeah, as you're walking by, I mean, you just, you see him settling in. He's, he's got, he has a blanket, you know, it's a small town. So people, people help him out. People mm -hmm. have tried to give him, you know, they're like, let me rent you a room at the motel for a week, but he never takes it. You know, mm -hmm. he, he, he stays in this area. You may see him out every once in a while wandering a town, but nine times out of 10, you encounter old man Cliffsdale, you encounter, you encounter him in old town Cliffsdale. 
So, mm-hmm. so yeah. he's settling in. Yeah, I think I just like I walk, you know, like a like a nice distance by because like I'm on the sidewalk and he's like down in the alley, right? So yeah. I probably just like call out to him like lightly, like I'm not trying to bother or anything. I'm just like, good night, Mr. Clipsdale. Have a good night. And like, yeah, and he he pops up and, and you know gives a wave and and you see yeah, one of these flyers, up. one of these flyers in his hand, and mm-hmm. you know like he's been reading it over and he's got he's actually got a few of them laying around him, like mm-hmm. like he's he's gathered them up they're crinkled you know mm-hmm. so it's probably the ones that that daisy was ripping yeah. down and you know and so he's he's got them kind of laid out in front of him and he's kind of laying on his side just looking them over and, and reading them yeah maybe i stop and like look at him and say oh are you are you going to come to the reading uh and and he he stands up you know and, and stretches out a little bit and pulls one over and and you know points at it and you know kind of nods his head yeah that'd be nice It'd be nice to hear Cynthia talk. It's been a long time since most of us around here have heard her. So yeah, you should he, come by. I know a whole town's going. You should come. Yeah. He points at her name and like, like smiles and, you know, like mm-hmm. gives a thumbs up. Like, you know, I approve of this one, you know? Yeah. Um, and then he, then he, he, he points at, at, and then his face kind of hardens a little bit because as he's going through it and, he focuses, you know, he kind of points at the, at the words, you know, the sound of waves, the word, mm-hmm. the word of her book. And he points at the word waves and he, he turns and he points outside of town in the direction mm-hmm. of the cliffs. And oh, has, the town is named for, right? Like on the outskirts of yeah. town is this like, yeah. So yeah, out on the outskirts of town, I haven't been out there before. I don't think, but people used to go out there when we were kids yeah, and he he uh, he puts his hand up and like does a little like running with his fingers off it, yeah, and then like a jump off the back of his hand as if he's like jumping off cliffs, you know. Yeah, and I nod like kind of sadly and say, "Yeah, that's it's famous for that these days more than anything else." Yeah, and he points at himself at his chest and does it. But it's the same motion of jumping off his hand, you know. Oh, Mister Clisdale, don't be talking like that now. And he, he like waves his hand and like puts his hand, like holds his hands up and puts them close together, like indicating when he was younger and then does oh, the same thing. Oh, he used to jump off him. Oh yeah. I bet that was a real thrill, huh? Yeah. And he, he gives you a thumbs up and he's like, you know, kind of like, <laughs> whoosh, you know? Yeah. And he's like, like he, he just starts to do it, do it. And then he like waves his hand and he's like, don't know? do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you should, why don't you come by the diner tomorrow and pick up some lunch? We haven't seen you by there in a while. And I know you like those burgers. And, you know, he nods his head and, you know. You come by. I'll buy you lunch tomorrow. How's that sound? And he continues to nod his head. Mm-hmm. And he just right. kind of stands there, you know, reading that. that You know, he's, he's, he's happy. But every time he kind of looks down at the paper and sees the title of the book, he, his face just hardens a little bit. Yeah. Maybe it's the memory of, of how scared he was jumping off the cliffs or, mm-hmm. you know, but something, you know. Yeah, I'm going to put a pin in that for later. Like, I'm gonna, I'll probably be thinking about that when I'm walking home. Because okay. I have something else I'm about to do. Okay. Um, but yeah, like I said, well, you have a good night, Mr. Clifton. Don't forget lunch tomorrow, and then on Thursday, you're coming to that reading. If I have to come back here and drag you down there myself, all right? Yeah, and he smiles real big. And- mm-hmm. It's so wholesome. I wasn't for sure how I was going to portray a character who doesn't talk. <laughs> I forgot about it hey, uh, listen, for a moment. Alice is a really nice lady, okay? That was so wholesome. It made my enemy happy. Yeah. So I think I think Alice keeps walking, you know. She like watches him settle back in and like make sure he's going to sleep. And she walks down the street and then she like because there's nobody else out this late. Everybody else is probably sleeping already. Like so, she pulls that like letter out of her pocket, right, uh, of her apron. She like looks at it. And she's like, you know, wax seal on it, like old piece of paper. And I think she like flicks it open. Okay. And like looks to read it and see what's in it. So I think we're going to leave the content of it mm-hmm. for the moment, but I think we're definitely going to get Alice's reaction as, oh, yeah. as, as she reads it. And there's this tense moment where now can't have to put in music um, where like <laughs> the, the music swells can't and put in the sound of a whip crack <laughs> <laughs> opens the letter whip crack and knife flies out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's this like real intense music as we just see the top of the letter and we see Alice's eyes kind of going back and forth mm-hmm. uh, 
and then like she brings the the page down and she's just there's a lot going on there's confusion Mm -hmm. there's a little bit of uh disgust uh there's a little bit of of of, a, a hint of fear you know just the what uh, at what she's read mm-hmm. and um, it, yeah go ahead are you gonna want me to make a roll here uh to like not be because i have a feeling that what i'm reading here is gonna be contrary to my need yeah yeah and let's so i'm gonna want to make a roll on that yeah let's make a roll to kind of see how my brain handles this yeah, information. How, how you kind of hold yourself together. Mm-hmm. And we're totally going to co- connect together and figure out the contents of this letter. Oh yeah, ideas. we're going to do it. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out later. I think it's more fun that we don't know. Yeah, like, that's true. It can yeah. happen naturally. Yeah. When we yeah. need something to happen, it's in that letter. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. So, so you got, you start with, you start with one, one D six and then add, you know, uh, it's my need. So I'm going to add another D six. Okay. Um, which, I don't. Are we being like transparent about needs and needs and wants? Yeah. Uh, for the listeners, or so my my need is to uh, ignore, or I, I got to see the wording, but it's basically I will not acknowledge the existence of anything supernatural ever. It's not going to happen. Um, I think my <laughs> deny need is to, deny the existence yeah, of mm-hmm. yeah of anything supernatural. So that is that is definitely. Oh, that might be my is need first. So you. Oh, have, that's I mean, I just, Oh that's no, that's need. need. That's need. That's, yeah, that's need. My need. Yeah, so, my want is the other thing. So um, yeah. I'm going to toss this out too. Uh, if you want to, I mean, so that's using your need, right? We said, yes. Need. Okay. So that's using your need. You can also sacrifice your need. Like if this, like to, to break it, if you mm-hmm. feel, and then that's just, I'm just tossing it out there. If you feel like this is a situation where you're kind of breaking that, like mm-hmm. normally you're like, I have to deny for whatever reason, I deny supernatural existence. Mm-hmm. This sounds just fucking weird. There's nothing else going on. Yeah. If you feel like this is this contents of this letter would be something that would break that, you can sacrifice that need and you know add another die. But on top can, of the die, or instead of instead of the so I get two dice top, instead of one. Yeah, you would have you have one just base, and yeah. then you have one for using your need. But I would get two if I broke it. But if you want to get another one, you can choose in this moment that you're breaking break. that. Mm-hmm. So you have that option to you. So because this is going to be a little bit extended play, uh, okay. like, is there an ability to establish a new need or is that just until his character is like ripped to shreds? That's what I got. Um, Cause the game didn't say the text didn't say anything about it, but it's like kind of meant to be played as a one shot and we're doing, we're breaking the rules a little bit here. So that's my question to you is like, I think we'll play it as if you sacrifice this need, you can definitely replace it with like a new, like yeah, I can, I can yeah. find something like maybe in the midst of our next session, I can like establish a new need. Yeah. Okay. That sounds fair. Yeah. All right. So. Yeah. Screw my needs. It's better for my <laughs> want. So that's the thing though, because I, because I want my nightmares to stop. Yeah. It's, it's like, nah, I need, I like, I more than I need to preserve my, like my mind, I need to sleep. Like I really want to sleep. Mm. Yeah. So it's kind of like two needs, but it's more fun that way. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, so I'm going to sacrifice yeah. my. That's 3d6, whoever's our designated roller. Kristen, please roll again. Oh. You can do better, oh. This, can do better oh. this time, right? Oh, the pressure here. Again. <laughs> One, four, no. six. Ooh, yes, you did it. <laughs> All right, so you succeed. So yeah, you. Um, so how do you handle this? I think you see Alice's face, and so she's like reading the letter, and she like takes the letter down from her face. You see her eyes widen a little bit, and she like closes her eyes. And she takes a deep breath, and she folds the letter up, and she puts it back in her pocket. She like pats it once, and she just says out loud, "Like I need to get some sleep." To like herself. She's walking home like, I need to get some sleep. I'll look at it more in the morning. Maybe I'll take it back to the library. Not right now. She just like walks home. Okay. It's probably about to have a really, really horrible nightmare about whatever was in that letter. It's going to be a really bad time. Okay. Let's check in since we mentioned, um, let's check in at the library. We'll do a nice, you know, segue mm-hmm. there. Okay. Um, yeah. So Anita heads to the to the back of the library, and and there's 
behind some some books that really no one reads off to the side and behind them uh, is a small stack of books. And she grabs a couple and, and looks at them and holds on to one of them and puts the other back and then um, heads out. She, I think she puts it in her, in her bag and, uh, and heads out and locks up the front doors and starts to walk home. Okay. Um, I think your path is going to cross with Andy's as Andy's okay. coming back in from town. We'll say you live so, in that direction where Well, didn't we we said or I think Jay had said that the apartments are like really close to the library. Yeah. So which is it close totally to makes Cliffsdale, which is probably where the bridge is because if that's where the old cobblestone road is, like the we have a map. Mm. We have a map somewhere, but I have not looked at the maps. So. Uh, they're across oh, town. Oh no, Old Town Cliffsdale is <laughs> yeah. right next to the library, but it is close to the library. Yes, yeah. and close is, to the high school as well. And close, close which enough. is it makes sense for the apartments to be there and him to live there. Yeah, yeah. this all works out perfectly. It, it so, works in the theater of the mind. Just don't think too hard about it. <laughs> the town is a shift. The town shifts. It's weird. Nobody knows why. You just know where you're going, but you walk across different streets every day, and nobody ever notices. It's fine. I kind of like that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So yeah, you right. two meet up um, as you're leaving the library. I think Andy comes strolling. Uh, I mean, Andy looks beat, tired. You know, I mean, quilled out, ready, ready to just hit, just hit the hit, hit a bed as hard as he can. Hey, Andy. Hi, Yoshi. And then he. I imagine the voice like comes from behind and it almost startles him for a second because like he was, as he was walking, you know, he's falling asleep almost as he's walking and the voice startles him and he turns around. Oh, Oh, Hey, uh, how, how you doing? Hey, good. How, what, what are you doing out so late? Oh, uh, just took a, uh, just took Yoshi on a little extended walk over, uh, over towards the bridge just to kind of, you know, pay my weekly respects to uh, to Derek. I have a treat here for Yoshi. Can I can I give it to him? Oh, yeah, sure. What do you mind if I ask what it is? It's uh, he's kind of on a diet right now. Oh, it's uh, organic chicken and brown rice treats. It's good for uh, his teeth. Yeah, absolutely. You just carry dog treats around on you. You know, a lot of people bring dogs to the library. And so I always carry just a couple of treats to, to make friends with them. Yeah, sure. Yo- Yoshi loves treats. She bends down and pets Yoshi and, and gives him a treat. Yeah, he's a, he's a very friendly dog, very unlike Sheba's. Um, and he's just, he's happy as a clam and is doing little circles. And um, Anyways, uh, yeah. So you you've been doing you've been doing okay. I know it's been a while since I've stopped into the library. Yeah, you should you should come by more often and say hello. But um, yeah, I've been I've been doing well. Just same old, you know, working at the library, taking care of my garden. How about you? How, how have you been? Just uh, teaching every day, and you know the high school is around here. Yeah, they don't really want to learn anything. Yeah, uh, it's that it is what it is. I could have taught anywhere, and I came back and got a job here. So. Yeah, why did you come back? Uh, you know, that's really funny. I've had this conversation twice today. Uh, it just kind of felt like a magnet. Hmm. You know, like I, I, I was just drawn back. I couldn't sleep and um this seems to be the only place on this entire planet that i could manage to lay my head and uh, get rest at night yeah i hear that a lot everyone here is very well rested it, it's it's because we're such a quiet and kind town everyone's just at peace yeah yeah um so uh where where, where are you living now are you you still over on uh over on Maine. Yeah. Yep. Still in just the that little house, but you know, I love it. It's the perfect size. It's just me, so it's all I need. 
it's just you. What happened to your parents? Oh, I mean, they're they're still around. I just don't live with them anymore. Okay. Oh, all right. I was a little concerned there. I always, you know, your parents are always really nice and so they are. Thank you. Thank you for saying so. Yeah, they're just on the other side of town. It was just time for me to, you know, make sure I was on my own. Yeah, no, that that absolutely makes sense. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. I ran into April and Alice today. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, both of them. It was really it was really so strange, you know. We you did. Yes. Well, I I see. I mean, April loves to come into the library. She's quite yeah. the reader. Uh, but I had not seen Alice in quite a while and had a chance to see her today. It was you know, the way that we we ended, it was a uh, we all kind of left each other's presence on a sour note. You know, I don't want to I don't want it to stay like that if that makes sense. Sorry. No, that that makes sense, but it it's history. I'm I'm sure everything is just fine now. Like I said, we're all just at peace here. Yeah, uh after after Derek, you know, it's just kind of it's weird around here. Oh my gosh, Yoshi really needs another treat. So Can I, I just think, give him one more? I think as you say this, um, I think this conversation is happening in front of the library. Um, Kristen, no. <laughs> I, I would dog. never do anything to the dog. No, it's, it's, my, it's her avoidance of Derek. I know, I, I know. Never. I know okay. But I'm just like, please stop. It's so creepy. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm so creepy. No, 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 you're no, fine. I love it. No, it's it's great. No, no it's, it's actually great. great but okay. it's just like, I'm just like getting these really creepy vibes. Like, you're just trying to be so it, this nice. Is, this is definitely like one of those campy Netflix teen shows, you know? Okay. That's what I thought. We were, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's like, where we're at. Yeah, no. I, out I'm of game, I would just, never hurt a dog. Oh, oh no, my no. God. And I didn't think you I didn't think you would in the game either, but I was just like, oh my God, this is so good. <laughs> Yoshi, no. That's, no, why, no. that's why I was so hesitant at first. I was like, no. I know what you, I know I who sh- you are. Uh, okay. Sorry. Oh, I can't get to call us out now. Good times. So as you're digging in for another treat, um, you hear someone come running up. Running? like, Well, not like, oh, my God, they're killing me running. (laughs) Definitely in a hurry. (laughs) Running up to you. Um, And you both turn your attention and you see Rennie Space, who you all know is the owner of the ballroom, Cliffsdale Cliffsdale Town Ballroom, Mm -hmm. is running up with a piece of paper in her hand and she's running up and she's like, Oh, Oh God, thank God, Anita, you're still here. Oh, uh, listen, I need, I need copies. Can you, can you, can you run me off copies? And she hands you, uh, she hands you a flyer that you've seen today already. Um, and she's like, she's like, we've been myself and, 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 and Cynthia's publicist, Steven, we've been hanging these up, but they keep, disappearing and we really want to get the word out i mean you know you know cynthia's coming back right she's 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 in town for that signing and you know we're i'm so so excited that that she picked that she picked the ballroom i mean you know and i just i want to make sure everyone knows and and our flyers they keep i don't know if the wind's catching them or but they just we we have to replace them and and i was really hoping to catch you here Uh, can can you please run me off you know, 15 or so copies. Um, of course. I, I did give 25 to Stephen earlier, but absolutely you can have more. And I'm sorry to hear that they're going down. I'm not sure if it's been windy or not today. I haven't been outside much. You I mean, can blame Miss Gordon on <laughs> your flyers. Uh, she's been going around and just ripping them down. I, she's really frustrated about the fact that this is happening at the ballroom and not the oh. theater. And I know there's always been that thing between you two about how you get more business than she does. And she's kind of frustrated. So, yeah. So, oh my. My, I think kill you there's almost no use in printing anymore. I I I I don't know what Miss Gordon's issue. She's always doing this. She's she's always, you know, every every Halloween season, she's always going out of her way to make sure and 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 you know refute my claims that 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 the ballroom is haunted. She's she's always. I mean, 
I, I've always been friendly with her. I, you know, I, I never take, I never put on any plays. I don't, I don't, I don't step on her toes. I don't know. I don't know what, what her problem problem is. I mean, I mean, it's clear Cynthia only picked the ballroom because we have more space. I mean, I mean, doing it at the workshop would be, I mean, I mean, I'm sure that I'm sure the fire marshal wouldn't, wouldn't sign off on that. That's too many people in that space. Yeah, no, I, I not look, I, Rennie, I tried to tell, I tried to tell Miss Gordon the same thing, but you know, she's just, she's always very ir- irrational. Um, doesn't always, uh, make the smartest decisions and yeah so uh <laughs> yeah so we i had that conversation with her today about how maybe she should try and respect it a little more but you know i'm sure she'll listen to you you're you're very good at at talking with people so i'm sure that you calmed miss gordon down and she'll stop ripping the flyers off now no she kind of insulted me and then uh asked me to make a donation to the theater in the same sentence. That also uh, sounds right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, she's uh she's she's not gonna she's not gonna live this down. Well, I'll just make several copies. How many did you think you needed? Oh well, I mean if she's intentionally ripping them down, I mean maybe I need maybe I need like fifty to be prepared for that. Of I mean, course. I mean if she's gonna be coming behind us and 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 Cynthia's publicist, then yeah. Oh, let's. If if you have the ink or or toner or and the paper, you know, I'll I'm, I'll pay you. Obviously, I mean, let's, let's yes. do fifty. Of course, yes. If, if, like if, if it won't inside? keep if it won't keep you here too late, I don't, I don't want to impose. No, uh, I'm, I'm always she, happy to help. Yeah, she clearly wants to impose, but mm-hmm. no, I'm I'm always happy to help. Um, and Anita does look like she's genuinely happy to help. She's not put out or anything, so. Uh, would you like to come in and wait while I make the copies? Um, and she looks up. She's like, you know, it's a, it's a nice night. I think I'll, and you know, I'm getting, I feel like I need to go to bed. So I'm going to, I'll stay out here and, and, you know, I can keep an eye on these few remaining flyers, make sure she doesn't sneak out and that get is a those good right idea. now. So, okay. I'll, I'll be I'll back in just a few minutes. All right, anybody, uh, Kate, I'm coming to you next. Anybody, and that's going to be kind of the wrap. Uh, does anybody have anything they want to do before that? Okay. Let's I mean, I go home. I'm not standing out there awkwardly with Rennie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody goes. Everybody I stand goes there home. awkwardly, and Andy suddenly hits the ground, snoring. <laughs> yeah. Yoshi steps up onto his back and turns around and curls up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so everybody heads home. Uh, copies are made, and Rennie is happy. Rennie's ecstatic. Uh, she she tells you she really wants to stay up and prepare, but she knows she needs to just get to bed, or she's not going to be worthless tomorrow. So everyone heads home, and a few hours pass, and we come back to uh, April's house, where softly your no, your alarm is going off. Um, it goes off for a while. You're used to this. It's hard to wake up. Once you're in that sleep, it takes a lot to come out of it. But you do. You do come out of it eventually after a 30, 40 seconds, you know, you come out of it. So what's your plan? What do you want to wake up for? Um, <clears throat> so April gets up, um, kind of wanders around for a minute looking foggy and confused about why she's even up. Uh, and then uh, her her face kind of uh, focuses in. Uh, she sees a backpack uh, that she had set out. She picks that up. Um, she takes the medical textbook and puts it in there, uh, grabs a, a blank notebook, um, and quietly heads down the stairs and out the front door, uh, kind of looks up and down the street, doesn't see anything, doesn't see anybody, and just starts walking. Yeah, no, it is. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, uh, no, no aim, no direction, just just going. Okay, yeah, and you've done this before. You know, I mean, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. Everyone is well into it. I mean, asleep. The town is so quiet, you know. Anyone who's up is at home, you know, resting or trying to sleep, tossing, turning, you know grabbing some dogs for comfort, you know, hugging the one they love, trying to just get some sleep. But 
I mean, you kind of have the town to yourself. You pass by Old Town Cliffsdale, you see Old Man Cliffsdale snoozing away, hear the soft snores coming out. Um, and you wander, you walk, you take in the night. Uh, it's a nice, clear night, you know. And you walk by the theater workshop. Uh, it's closed down, lights are all off. You know that Daisy sleeps there, you know, because it was kind of the talk of the town that the theater's not doing great and she actually lost her home, you know, it foreclosed on because the theater wasn't pulling in enough money. So she's just taking up residence there. So, you know, inside she's sleeping there. Um, but yeah, it's just a normal night as you wander around town, just enjoying the peace. Um, anywhere in particular you're going to go or anything you like, you want to like, you just go sit somewhere. Um, kind of like, uh, uh, Assuming that April's parents kind of live towards the the center of town, she's j- just kind of working like a a spiral, getting wider and wider towards the edges of town. The longer she's out, um, not really stopping because she knows if she stops and sits, she's going to fall asleep wherever she is. Yeah, yeah, you definitely feel like, you know, and, and you're used to this feeling that if you're out, you you know, there's you want to go back to bed, but there, this is something you need. You know, you need this quiet time to yourself just your time. So yeah, you're doing this circle, you know, just kind of wandering in and out of streets, you know, looking at houses as you walk by, maybe thinking about what people are, what they do during the day. Uh, You round, you go past the high school, you round around the motel where Steven's in there sleeping door securely locked uh, has taken all the extra pillows in the room and piled them at the base of the door. That way, if someone opens the door, it's going to hang on the pillows and not open (laughs) as easy. (laughs) <laughs> um but yeah you 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 walk by the barren home where you know right now Cynthia's in there and as you're continuing up that street you see light coming from the distance um uh, it's it's an orange glow and as you focus on it and you, you check your watch it's not time for the sun to rise so this is strange and you walk up and you come around the corner and past the gas station and everything, you see the Cliffsdale Town Ballroom fully engulfed in flames. And this has been going on a while and no one is there because this is Cliffsdale. People sleep hard in Cliffsdale. Worst case scenario is a fire when you cannot get the fire department people to wake up. One, no one's waking up anyways. To, to, to notice the fire until it's well engulfed. So you're standing there in the street, silhouetted against this fire as it rages. You go for your phone and you begin calling 911. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Visit Roll2PlayPodcast.com for more information. R-O-L-L-2PlayPodcast.com Like us over on Facebook at Roll2PlayPodcast. Follow us on Twitter at Roll2PlayPod. Have a question or comment? Email us at road2playpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to play with a game with us, just hit us up on any of our social media and let us know. And lastly, our music is the intro track from the Spellbreaker EP by Triatachion. Visit soundcloud.com slash Triatachion.